Hey guys, it's me. Another episode is happening. I'm in my closet, sitting down, and I because I thought it'd be a nice place to record. My closet is huge. It is five by seven. I put a nice IKEA rug I got from Craigslist in here. It's dark green with gray and white speckles, some little yellow speckles. Okay, so. This episode is all going to be everything I could remember from when I worked at this app company in 2016. So I might have found the job on Craigslist or another job board. And it was for an assistant for an app company doing things like customer service emails, um, getting doing like chores for them and making templates doing graphic design stuff like that and I remember when I went in to interview for it it was a man and a woman who were dating Aaron and I forget the woman's woman's name I'm so sorry if she's listening which she's not um Valerie pretty sure um Valerie was maybe Mexican. I don't know. Aaron was definitely white, like a ginger, nerdy and musician type and tall. Um, They've been dating for maybe four or five years. They had an apartment together nearby. Um, The interview was off the Jefferson stop in this kind of work studio building. I forget the name, but the, the building itself had a name and it was all like studios you could rent out for work or art and the building was painted baby blue um i remember that when i interviewed for them i still had like dyed hair and it was red and i was growing it out um or like orange it was a very short phase but i think me having the colored hair really helped me get the job because they thought it was cool and edgy or something, maybe. Um, I lived nearby in Ridgewood, not too close by, but, you know, I sometimes ended up walking to work. It was like a 20-minute walk, 25-minute walk, maybe more or less. Not that bad in the summertime. And I think to start, I was getting paid 17 or $18 an hour, which is pretty good. Um, I think it was like seventeen something, seventeen fifty or something, and it was part time. This is a pretty good job now that I'm looking back at it, but all jobs I've ever had have traumatized me, and I think that's why I avoid them now. But um, I remember it was good for me at the time because I was trying to stop working at the museum that I worked at. Um, I can't remember if this is before or after I worked at Cooper Hewitt, but I think it's after I worked at Cooper Hewitt. No, I think it was before, after I left the 9-11 museum and before I worked at Cooper Hewitt, this is where I worked and it was called Easy Tiger Apps. Um, basically this guy made apps in the app store um the most famous one was called split pick and all it was was an app that let you collage two pictures or take two pictures and have them be in one so that you could post them to instagram 
So it was like basically a collage app, but the most simplest function, it was just you could take a picture and then another picture and it'd be like half and half. I'm pretty sure that's all it was. And this was like really popular maybe in 2013, 2012 to 2015. It was almost like a viral app actually. Um, and that's like was their first app. It made them a lot of money because I think they sold either like a watermark getting taken off or like an extra feature or something like that. And Aaron himself didn't even code these apps. He basically designed them and then had them coded in India. And after Splitpick, there was another one called like Animal Face or something that was slightly popular in some niches on Instagram. And Animal Face was literally, you just, there were like pre-made animal heads. You would take pictures in this app or upload them, and then you would like place the animal heads on the picture, and then you could apply a filter to the picture to kind of make the animal head and the picture blend together better. So it's literally, it's like tigers, bears, antelope, and it was kind of like a certain aesthetic um, to do that. And I think that was popular probably more like 2014 to 2016. And I think I worked at this company 2016. And um, and they had another app. <coughs> Their most recent app was like kind of smart. It was like um, an animated text app for Instagram stories. So by 2016, Instagram had implemented stories. Or actually, this might have been 2017. Um, but I think it... I think it was the summer of 2016, but I could be wrong. might be the summer of 2017. Anyway, the app would literally, you just type in text, and then it would you could animate it all these different ways and put it on top of your Instagram videos. It's like nowadays that's already an, a feature in Instagram. But um, so like he would have these apps made with a team in India who he'd been working with for a while, they said. And they even like met the people who worked at the company. I remember Valerie thought it was so cool that they went and met the, this family, the family of the guy who like is the lead of their coding team or something. And to me now, I'm seeing it totally different than how I experienced it. Because when I experienced it, these people were a few years older than me, maybe. I was 26 or 27. <coughs> <coughs> And, um, oh my God, I need water just from talking this much. Um, and maybe they were like 30 to 33. I'm not really sure. Um, but they were young too. And, um, so I would basically go in, it would just be them. They were a couple. It's like, this is, a, I knew that was, a, and I, in the moment then, I knew that was a red flag to like work for a couple, but, I kind of needed the job, and it was really good, honestly, all things considered, even though I feel traumatized by it. Um, so, yeah, they picked me to work there after I interviewed, and I kind of I kind of felt like the interview was good. I kind of knew, I remember. <laughs> and then I started going in two to three days a week, probably, for a few hours at a time. It'd be funny because... I would get there after they were already there and be like, hey, good morning, you guys. And they'd be like, oh, good morning, Kyle. And like, I'd use my work. They'd have a laptop for me, I think, and everything and, um, and get to work with them. And it was so funny because it might have been their first time having an in-person employee ever. 
So it was like just as new for it was like new for them too. So having experiences is so weird, but yeah, I scheduled like push notifications for their app. Here's like the job, what I did at the job basically that I can remember. I scheduled push notifications, which means like I would have to write something catchy with emojis in it and schedule them to go out to be like, gotta make a pic with an animal today, rawr, or uh, happy Mother's Day, like, use the app. Um, There may have been one more app that I can't remember, but I would also, another part of the job was like doing the, like, kind of like a spreadsheet for them where I'd be like, the names of their apps, and then how many users logged on that day, like how many sales, like how many clicks, how many dollars, like using information from, it's called like iTunes Connect, I think, or Apple Connect, which brings you to the App Store's backside, where if you are an app owner, you could see your apps, you could see the data, like how they're ranking, and do all that stuff. There's another website to schedule push notifications, I forget what that one's called, and so I would do that, and then I would do some emails, like if customers had emails or there was support I needed to provide, like the customers didn't know how to do something, I would be able to email them. I would email with like the remote employees they had, like the people in India, or with like customer service people they hired in India. And then I would also make templates for the app. Oh, one of the apps was actually, it's called like Pick, Picks. Mm, font 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 story or like my font or like font buddy or something like that and it was like put to put text on images essentially it was pretty good it was a pretty good editor it was more robust than their other apps like you could do a lot with it like you could kind of make memes with it It'd be funny if I tried to make memes with it today, actually. That's a really good idea. It's called, like, font something. I, I probably have it downloaded or, you know, it's in my history. But um, I would have to make, like, templates and put them in the app every week. So it'd be, like, something new. And it'd be, like, clip art, basically. Like, but first, coffee, I remember. And I remember, like, when Donald Trump tweeted about Cafe Fay, I used the app to, like, make a joke about Cafe Fay. Stuff like that I would do, and I would make templates and, like, use the apps. They also wanted me to... I also made tutorials, like, how to use one of their apps. I'm just remembering there's another app they had. It's like, you blend two images together, kind of, so you could, like, take two pictures and change the opacity on one or, like, have them in different blend modes together, essentially, and I would make t- video tutorials for these apps, like screen recordings that I edited together to like encourage users to like f- see fun ways they could use the app, essentially. Um, I think one of their accounts, they, on Instagram, they had like, you know, Instagram pages for the apps too to like highlight different people who use the apps and like what people were creating with them and resharing that and then also like trying to be a trendsetter of the apps. Um, and I, I did that too. Some of the Instagram stuff, Instagram posts and metrics and DMs, DMs. Honestly, I did a lot for them. It was a lot of variety of skills. Um, and (coughs) 
And I could see why they wanted an assistant to do all that stuff. And I guess I was capable of it. And I did the best I could. But the thing is, like, their business was on the outs, right? It was like all of these apps were losing relevance as more features were getting built into phones. And, like, the phones themselves were getting more powerful and they could handle more things. So, like, these apps apps are actually so simple in today's technology when you think of what apps can do today to edit um it is just far beyond what they were doing then and it's because like the phones could do so much more now and there's so much more money in developing apps and stuff but they were so lucky to um have caught the wave early of making like simple apps basically and that was really cool of them um i remember aaron was a musician he was making a music project and recording it and i think he toured with a band called like little dragons or something like playing guitar or something for them and i was working on my 9-11 music video at the same time actually so i was telling them about how i worked at the 9-11 museum and they thought it was really funny and i made the song this music video for it and i was so excited for it to come out and they were like you know like not 100 percent getting it but curious and nice about it at least and um I am such a weird person, so, like, having me work for you is, is is an experience, I'm sure. And, like, I, especially when I was younger, like, when you, obviously, retrospect, you could tell, but, like, you know, I act really weird, basically, and I can't tell in the moment always. Um, and I'm sure they thought I was a big weirdo, but they were nice and kind of liked me, too, I think, so, whatever. Um... It's kind of irrelevant. Something about the job was, like, they would get me lunch when I worked there. Like, we would go for lunch almost every day or a lot of the days. I would go for, like, a $20 lunch with Valerie, and she would have, like, a $20 lunch. And we'd, like, eat at one of the nice restaurants off the Jefferson stop and, like, get burgers and fries and salads and fish and stuff like that. And... um Obviously, I loved having lunch, but it'd be like I'd have to have lunch with Valerie every day. And I'm just like, I'm not the kind of person who just like gets along with everybody, unfortunately. Or like, I could get along with everybody, but if like, it's just like, I don't connect with a lot of people, I guess is what I'm saying. And it's like having lunch with a person like all the time and like not feeling like you super connect with them, but like just being nice to each other and cause they're your boss and they hired you and stuff is just like a trip. And I know, I guess a lot of people have to go through that. It's really normal. But, um, I remember that about the job, like getting food. And then I remember, we crypto was new then and ethereum wasn't new but it was still it was earlier in crypto then and ethereum was just a, a hot topic and me and aaron both bought ethereum and i told him he needs to buy ethereum and he did and i bought like i don't know how much ethereum about like 70 dollars worth of ethereum it was like felt like a lot of money to me then he probably bought like a lot more of ethereum than i did and I think it was, like, when Ethereum was, like, $70, literally. So I should have bought more in retrospect, and that is upsetting. And I think I did sell my Ethereum kind of early because I needed money. So, like, once the Ethereum was, like, in, like, hundreds of dollars instead of $70, I may have, like, sold some of it. And I still kept a little bit of it, but, like, it wasn't 
enough. Anyway, I was in hard times, so it was it didn't really make sense to invest any money in anything to me then. But I really should have been thinking more like that. But I was literally, I mean, I still am to this day, just living paycheck to paycheck, and I have been since then. It's a really stressful thing to live like, I guess. Um, I guess the time when I was living least paycheck to paycheck is when I worked at Buffy, which came two jobs after this app store. But um, yeah, that's a lot about what I remember from the app store. I remember also I had to, I like eventually asked them for a raise. Like it was only like six months or something, but we were having like dinner company dinner after like celebrating a milestone or something like maybe like the millionth download of one of their apps happened or something and I had I, I was like could I have $20 basically I think like that's like more appropriate for what I do and it was like they didn't really well that wasn't really well received by them and they said no I think and maybe they raised my my pay like one dollar or something or I don't know but it's funny like I felt like it was time to ask for a raise I think because I guess I described to you what I did for them I kind of did a lot for them it was only a three-person company I feel like I provided enough value for twenty dollars an hour it's totally justified even though it was 2016 or 2017 I guess and dollars were different then it was that was only like five or six years ago um Anyway, (coughs) what happened in the end was Aaron and Val decided to close the company and take the money and move back to California, where they were from. And this reminds me of another part that I wanted to talk about. It's like they had an apartment off the Jefferson stop together. It was a nice little apartment. Um when you're like a heterosexual couple who is normal and neurotypical, basically, I mean, way more neurotypical than me, and at least, um, then, and they, I, I know like Valerie used to talk, was talking about how it was hard for her getting, growing up. Like she did have to take crazy jobs. Like she worked at Buffalo exchange, for instance, or like other retail jobs and like hustled really hard and like worked crazy and I'm not sure about Aaron exactly, but I think Aaron's brother owned a weed farm, actually. And both Aaron and Valerie worked on the weed farm together at one point. And then maybe they did after they closed the company. But in any case, they closed the company and like sold their apps to someone else. And they didn't tell me they were doing that. And it just like was one day they were like, hey, our company sold. We've been in talks, like trying to been sell it. We've been trying to sell it, but haven't told you that. And... Like, the you know, the last day is this day, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, okay. And they sold the company yeah, to, to a different party. I think it was obviously the right move. And they got to move back to California, where they're from. And honestly, the whole time they were living in New York, for it felt like, you know, how people move to New York but don't plan to live there forever. And it's kind of like a LARP for them. And they're kind of living in a fantasy and they're going out and they could afford stuff and they have a business like for them they were li- literally thought their li- their lives were the tv show girls and i remember them saying that like they were watching girls i think girls might have been you know near the end of the seasons 
or they were just watching it for the first time or something since they moved to New York. I remember they mentioned that they felt like the girls is their life in a way. And um, I just find that funny. They're basically, in my mind, LARPing. Um, and that was kind of what inspired me to start this voice memo in the first place is because I was thinking about them and how their life was kind of like this funny LARP. But like, I mean, it was a real LARP. Not that it was fake, like their lives were not fake, but it was like they were kind of role-playing living in New York in a way. And that's kind of cute, I guess, but also just like a little obnoxious to me. But um, it's a thing people do. And yeah, I got to eat on their dime and they paid me. So that was all really good. And one major thing I remember that happened before um, they closed the business was they had this idea to do print-on-demand, basically, T-shirts, merch, and they thought it would work if they did, like, really generic T-shirts. This is really crazy to me because um, I sell T-shirts online now for my meme page, and this experience is, like, a predecessor to what I do now. So they wanted a photo shoot of these random t-shirts that they kind of designed to work with this company. And the company was basically a company that works with like influencers, like Vine stars, like Nash Greer, maybe it was, or like Logan Paul even, and other like tween influencers at the time um, who were selling their merch. Right. And they made like a lot of money because people wanted to own like a piece of their fandom um and this app company thought they could do the same thing maybe to make money and the shirts were like friends parodies like saying friends but in a different maybe it was like a different word in the friends font like just a slice of pizza over the chest a lot of these were like valerie's ideas and i honestly didn't super get the vision at the time and I tried, I think, to like help them with the vision, but I never really got it. So I was never super able to help them actually make the vision good. But um, so they made these like random ass shirts. <coughs> and then we had to have a photo shoot in the office and we, they rented seamlesses. They hired a photographer. I remember the photographer was like a friend of my friend who I got hired through like an Instagram I had to post to like advertise for photographers and they got models like from Craigslist and stuff. It was like two or three models and it was important that, that they were diverse. And we had this photographer who was like a friend of a friend and it's just like the most random weird shoot. They bought these crazy props that were like inflatables and we did them in front of different color seamlesses. And then they used those to try to like advertise these, sh to set by this clothes. It was honestly, that was just so crazy of them. They were, it was so random. And like, I'm just thinking now we had all these different color seamlesses, like seamless backgrounds. Like she wanted purple, yellow. She had very specific colors she wanted to use. Valerie did. But like, we could have just done it on white and Photoshopped the background or done it on green screen and not even worried about changing the background. I'm realizing in retrospect. And like they could have made, like they didn't really have a brand that's strong enough to sell clothing, in my opinion. 
And the clothing was like weird meme kind of clothing that, but stuff you would find at like Urban Outfitters or TJ Maxx. Like it wasn't great or unique enough. It was just so crazy. But I basically directed that shoot, organized it, directed it, and maybe even helped edit the images. And I remember Valerie and Aaron being like, "You're really good at the like. I can't believe you know how to do this. All of this. Like, thank you for doing this." Because I remember having to get food for the crew, and it's just the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. People have to act with such confidence to do these things, but it's like humiliation. But you have to humiliate yourself, kind of, and go through humiliations to build. I'm not sure. Not necessarily. But anyway, that was something I had to do at that job, which was just wild to me. But yeah, other than that, I no other memories are rushing to me right now about it. But the, yeah, they just told me it was closing, that they were moving away. You know, it all ended very fast. And I think that's when I pivoted to just work at the museum job at Cooper Hewitt Museum. Which was a whole different can of worms, a whole different set of traumatizing experiences and meetings with people and co-workers and bosses and I could do a whole other episode about that job but yeah it was nice when it lasted it didn't last very long maybe it was like six to nine months definitely less than a year but I got to walk to work um sometimes I worked at the office alone when they went on vacation or stuff and I I remember I watered like they gave me the keys to go to their apartment and water their plants so I was in their apartment um, they had a Quip toothbrush, I remember, but now I have a Quip toothbrush, but I remember making fun of their Quip toothbrush then, and they had, you know, some nicely decorated apartment. They may have had a dog even, but I don't remember. They definitely had plants because I think that's what I did, watered their plants when they were gone. They lived off the, like, near where they worked. Great location. Um, and they were cool people, you know, they were cool people, I think, in a general, in the, you know, they aren't, they aren't, (laughs) they weren't super cool, obviously, but they were like better than average people, (laughs) I guess is what I mean. And it was one of my better jobs that I had even though it was still uncomfortable for me. And I don't know, I really enjoyed it, but I I remember I did kind of enjoy it. And it was funny in an ironic way because of how weird the clip art designing of it all was. I got to make literally things that said like, but coffee first and other like TJ Maxx-isms. Um, yeah. So that was Easy Tiger Apps. I'm going to go... I think the the font app was actually called Font Candy. Now that it's coming to me. Font Candy. <coughs> <coughs> Sometimes, like, I have a screensaver on my TV in my room. And I used to back up all of my photos to Amazon Photos for some reason. Now I just pay for a terabyte of iCloud storage. But 
I used to pay for Amazon Photos, or it may come with Prime, and I used to back them up there. And then my Amazon TV uses my Amazon Prime Photos, and then I set my screensaver to be images of sunsets. And some of the images of sunsets are like edits I made for Easy Tiger. So like sometimes when I'm in my room and it's playing my screensaver, I just see like this random silhouette of a guy like standing on a mountain in front of like a gradient of like sunset that I edited behind him um, or like with like text written over it, like where the wild things are or something like that. And that just like comes on my screen and it, it makes me like, uh, every time, like, I can't believe I did that job, but, um, yeah, this is a little bit different for a voice memo, but I was just inspired to talk. Um, one of my things I'm going to try to do is just get off of scrolling on my phone like stop doing it and just make and create a little more, even if it's just something like the, excuse me, like this, because I've been finding that I spend maybe 10 hours of screen time a day on my phone. And, um, a lot of that time is like looking and being bombarded with images and messages, symbols and signs that, is just too, it's overwhelming. It can make me feel bad. I see into people's lives that I don't want to see into. I, I read, I get to hear people's, other people's minds in my mind. And oftentimes it's people who I don't follow or don't like consent to seeing, but I can't look away. So, and then it's like perpetual. It could last for hours every day. And I think it's really hindering my creativity because I spend a lot of my day just like hating things that I'm seeing and being overwhelmed by images in a sense or trying to understand my reaction to so many signs and images um, that it's fatigue. it actually is fatiguing. So I'm going to try to do that less and just try to be more creative or try to find activities I can do offline because it feels better and um, it's hard to just like know all the stuff that's happening online. And I used to make it my goal to know as much as possible. I mean, I still do, obviously, I'm spending 10 hours on the phone a day, but I'm just going to try to see, like, this is just me talking to myself, trying to commit to that. Okay, that's my final thought. Thanks for listening, you guys. <coughs> I literally have no voice because I've been sick for 20 days. Today I've felt maybe the best I have in a long time. And like maybe the best I've felt in a week or so. So I'm hoping that I'm on the upswing. Um, pray for me. Thanks for listening. Bye.